I once, uh, I once oh. accidentally, I once accidentally sent a video of myself jerking off to my grandma. Fuck you. You're not my type. Hey, welcome back to Four for the Road, everybody. I'm your host, Punk Rock. We got Dripper, we got Dave, and we have <laughs> we got Tragic with us today. Dripper's <laughs> over there, fucking sundowning. Just yells out, "Fuck Punk Rock!" Get off my fucking lawn, dude. Calm down, bro. You look like Jerry right now. So I feel your... like Jerry. Oh, don't who arrested it? Go! Don't start with my headphones. God damn it. I'm not going to start with your fucking gas station headphones. I was more worried about they the fucking polo. <laughs> your fucking... Never mind. Never this mind. is what I, I wore to work. Fuck off. Oh, this is what I wore to work. Uh, I changed I since I got there, but... <laughs> I, I hope that our sponsorship and new equipment um, makes this ban- this witty banter easier to talk instead of this. It's, it sounds like Jim's using a satellite phone in Africa. Wait till I get back stateside. I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> I mean, he is, and and you know, stop me when I start lying, Drifter. But you're definitely sitting in your car and you're in front of your house right now. I am and this is in why my car front of the house. And this is why we needed the sponsorship. So yeah. we can get Jim <laughs> back in the house. You know, we can get him off the streets. They're gonna pay my mortgage. Fucking a. I don't know how far you're going to get with our sponsorship money then. Well, that's but. what, remember from the day one, I was like, man, we got to improve this. Like, the, the audio cuts each other off. We don't know who's speaking half the time. You know, it's whoever gets to go in first, like, it cuts off the audio. Now we actually can kind of, like, put together a semi-professional show, and it's still going to fucking be not professional at all. No, I and I think that's <laughs> part of our appeal, is that there's no such thing as professionalism on this show. None. What? At least we'll be able to hear our witty banter without cutting each other off, because that makes it better. Like, I, if I have to wait for Ken to finish before I can insult him, it's not as good as like on the spot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you gotta. It's gotta be that fast. It can't be like you can't you can't have that like two seconds of dead time and then roll into your insults. So what what sponsorship did you get us now that we're gonna reveal? Um, so I I don't want to take credit for it. I wasn't the one that did this. Um, silent. Um, has a brother that works at a dealership, and they did that thing. And what's up? What's up, Dave? Hey, I'm I'm really glad we cut Silent out of the first podcast that his sponsorship got. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in, hey, in my defense, he didn't get cut off. He's. I tried to get him. I tried to get him on the show. He wasn't. He wasn't available to record tonight. But uh, but yeah. So Silent's brother, he works at a dealership, uh, and listens to the show. And pitched it to the to the management team down there at Gator Harley in Leesburg, Florida. Hashtag get it at Gator. No, and... no, 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 no. <laughs> Roll it back. Use your advertiser voice. Let's see what they're getting. Yeah. No, 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 no. That, that... What's the pitch, dude. Have they given you a script? No, no, they haven't given you... me a script. Have... I hope. Are so you just gonna or... wing this? I am really excited about that. Uh... <laughs> So many Facebook lives, <laughs> just drunk in my driveway. Dude, like, suck it out, guys. <laughs> Imagine this is going to spin like a, a real career on radio for Ken out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. I do have a face for radio, so. Yeah. Well, you know what's going to happen, man. You're going to do these, and we're actually going to owe them money after they hear 
Right. Yeah, so like, bitch, can we get? Like, we know we gave you two G's, wanna, but can we wanna... get like nineteen hundo back? Like this is some bullshit. <laughs> um, so I guess we should mention that, like, I mean, obviously you and Silent worked on it. Um, you you went and talked to him. Um, but part of the reason, like, we've avoided doing any of this is, you know, to try to keep it pure. Um, and that you, like, I think it's pretty cool that you like pushed it. To like such a minimal number, like it's fucking pocket change. Like the amount for, it's not like we're fucking gonna be balling and having like a Joe Rogan podcast or something now. Like it's not. Yeah, you know, what, you just, yeah. What the what the show's getting is pocket change, but what I'm keeping it. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean it is. It's. I mean it's two grand, and what that's gonna go towards is that's gonna go towards paying for, um, the new platform that we're gonna be recording on editing software so it's not like my horrible editing skills doing this um i mean it still will be it still will be you'll just have better software i'll have better software to where i will suck less that's will, correct will no shame um, be and able we're to getting fix your shit more what's that will no shame be able to get on and like help fix it more from like you know like like you know when you call someone in tech and you get some dude in india and he's like fucking <laughs> like hello my name is david how can i help you yeah, it just yeah. Be the other like, yeah, let me fix this shit, do it right. Yeah. I fucking <laughs> hope so, you know. Um, but yeah, so we're doing that, and we're getting um, professional fucking microphones that are gonna work this time. <laughs> I still won't be able to make the fucker work, man. This technology. Well, you need to run me. something other than Windows ninety eight. So we have to get. I don't even know what the hell yeah. that is. You you try to diss on me, but I don't even know what the fuck that is. We'll get him a better phone. We'll get him a, like a BlackBerry. Give me one with Get him a, a T-Mobile sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's better to have enough jitterbug that he's it. using. Jitterbug? So, <laughs> That's what I was trying to remember. Jitterbug. It was fucking so, buttons the size of Texas. Lost, lost in all this witty banter again. So Gator Harley, which is where, Ken? Uh, it's in Leesburg, Florida. And and the nice thing about that, like, and maybe you want to run this by them if we have to edit it out, but they're actually a dealership because I know some people are going to roll their eyes and be like a fucking Harley dealership, but they're a dealership that participates, understands, and, you know, respects and is involved in club life. Absolutely. Now, you know, we don't have to get into specifics and, and how deep or anything like that. Obviously, that's their business, but the, just the fact that they get it. They, I don't know if the right word is endorse it, but they they want to support it, and I think that's huge when you talk specifically about Harley dealerships and and kind of in the past for a lot of years, Harley has tried to distance itself from the culture. That's a huge fucking part of Harley Davidson, and these guys at at Gator Harley are doing the exact opposite, and that's why I think that it's so cool to have them on board. Yeah. I think it's cool too because it's not it's not a Harley corporate sponsorship. It's a dealership, so it's it's you know it's the community. It's not like you know, like I said, corporate. Like who's like, hey, they heard our shit. We're like, this would be great. Like because I'm sure if they heard it, they'd be like, that's a fucking nightmare and a definite no. <laughs> yeah, right. The the fucking it, it, this is a, no pun intended, but this this show would definitely be a PR nightmare for Harley corporate, right? But, a little bit. But yeah, um, and you know, to to kind of go further than that, man, they have events every month. They um, obviously like they they have different uh, benefactors uh, that they that they benefit every month. But they they do something every month. They benefit 
you know, uh, kids, people down on their luck, uh, military, uh, active duty service members, and uh, veterans. You know, they're they're, they're so, giving so a lot it, back to the community as well, which is why I'm just to be I'm really clear. Th- this is not the advertising that they're getting, right? This is just oh, us no. talking about this it. Is, it would, no, we're okay. just talking about it. The advertising will be much more well prepared, and I will be sober for most of that. So, <laughs> so how many? We don't how want many, over like, How many advertisements that. do we have to do before we can be like, yeah, stop down at your local Gator Harley for fifteen percent off with the four for the road code? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm gonna assume at least thirty, and I think twenty of those have to be for free. <laughs> Yeah. You know what you need to do? Even if even if they don't ask, you need to send them a ton of gangbang stickers and then tell people to stop down and ask for the gangbang sticker. Oh, Go get your gangbang head. <laughs> There's your tagline right there. That's your tagline. If you can get here for the gangbang stickers listed for sale at a fucking Harley store, we've fucking we've made it. We've made it. Like there's no we don't have to do anything else. Fucking so, <laughs> So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw him under the bus, um, but just in case they don't want that yet. But he I noticed that I don't know if it's the owner or at least the guy that, that set this up. He commented on the post today about the sponsorship. So I think that you can work that to um, to get some gangbang stickers in there. I am a horrible guy because I didn't see that on the Instagram, on the Facebook. Oh, we posted better on Facebook, dude. It's so hard to keep up with the Facebook notifications now. That uh, app is trash. I get like twenty constant, not seen, you know, yeah. notifications. But I think Tragic brought up a good point earlier. Uh, none of this is being done to put money into our pockets. But I feel like it's redundant. Like we keep saying it, but I mean, just in case people think that we're gonna start a GoFundMe. Uh, to support our motorcycle ride. That's a shot at somebody, by the way. Um, that's, not, <laughs> that's not what we're doing. Um, we're taking this advertisement, we're putting it back into gear, we're putting it into stuff to help make better videos, um, hopefully. Uh, I tried to see about making better gangbang videos. That was shot down, so we're not going to do that. Uh, hopefully be able to do, you know, Drifter and I want to do some more interviews, um, capturing what club dudes love about the life and stuff like that. And so that's where it's going. It's not going back into anything else um we're gonna keep it completely uh above board and and showing people what we're doing and we're gonna try and just be completely sucker free over here <laughs> oh <laughs> nice, nice one. yeah i and just to, to piggyback off dave it is we none of the individuals are getting any money it's all going into like like I said better recording equipment things like that so there isn't you know it and i, I do want to publicly give punk rock some uh, kudos because he actually made sure that it was a small amount just to avoid anybody going like these fucking sellouts like you know like he kept it at it like i said it's a very small amount it's less than most people's paycheck yeah i mean well no i mean i've said it three times already you know i mean it's it's two thousand dollars and anybody that wants to google some quality shit you know like i said like we're we're going to Streamyard instead of recording on skype and that's like 240 dollars a year and then the uh, fucking editing programs and microphones, that kind of shit that we're doing. And then where I am, um, and I discussed this with the team down at, at Gator Harley, I, I wanted to give a chunk of that over to um, Drifter and Dave doing their ride so they can, 
while they're going across country, you know, A, it fucking helps them out a little bit, but it's... Well, I think, too, it, we're, drifting, um, we're talking, maybe we can use that for, like, um, a microphone so that we're not, like, shoving an iPhone up somebody's nostril hole, like, hey, bro, tell me, yeah. what, tell me what you love about this life while I look up your... Oh, I'm sorry, do you do coke? Because that's a deviated septum. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have to cut that out, aren't we? No, no. Are we? Leave it in. I do think so. Did you hear me? I didn't. I mean, we're not being paid for this one. They're, they're paying for the next one. Exactly. What are you guys talking about? Oh, this. Well, is yeah. Um, you know, that's something that that Drifter and I talked about was, you know, how are we going to make um, some of these conversations heard and, and audible and and clear and not shouting at a phone or or a GoPro or anything like that. So so you know that allow you to do to do some microphones at least one um, or whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's an awesome, awesome opportunity, and and Ken did a lot of legwork on that. So I I have one of those I, videos. I can't, take, I can't take much credit for that. It was it was silent and and Big Mike down there at uh, at at Gator Harley. I, I I took two phone calls or three. Big Mike called me, says, "Hey, what do you fucking want?" I said, "This is what I would like, please, sir, because you're fucking huge and well." Uh, way closer than tragic is so i'm going to show you a lot more respect um <laughs> and then uh he had uh jan call me she got kind of a a little more in-depth rundown and then jan and john called me the next day and they said okay cool here you go you fat little fuck make it work drifter what, so what that'll help yeah that'll help getting a microphone i i've gotten one recording with one club here locally so far and uh, they had a, a ceiling fan going on, and you can hear that through the whole recording. And I was using my iPhone. That's all I had. So yeah. a, a good microphone would help. Yeah, I think you can do a lot of cool shit with them with the iPhone. Uh, with I mean, with most of these new phones, you can do a lot of quality stuff. But I think having something that brings the sound closer to the person that's telling you about the what they love or their club history or whatever is just going to make it cleaner and easier for people to um, to to listen to and the next step is ken getting us um robert patrick to narrate it you know i have reached out and i'm i need my booze fighter homies to help me out with this i've reached out multiple times on instagram that's weird <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Traction. one thing if, if if drifter i know because of the close relationship with the clubs ken because you know you know a lot of them um if there's a way we can at least get a 10 second soundbite from robert patrick going there's no fucking way i would narrate this video <laughs> that oh would that would be amazing. awesome yeah i'll tell you what i will give whoever makes this happen i will send them what remains of my left nut <laughs> Dude, all i want is just a, a why are you threatening our listeners <laughs> <laughs> also it's a threat damn it yeah <laughs> Also, with the new recording stuff, are we going to be able to, like, does that have, like, auto-tune? Is it going to be able to, like, edit out my mouth breathing and shit? I mean, it probably could, but I'm going to leave it in there because it's fucking amazing. It's the Darth Vader effect. Yeah, it's much more high-pitched. And then, um, really, just, uh, sorry, I had a fucking geriatric moment there. For the people that missed the uh, the last one, um, Tragic got kind of hung up, and <laughs> he had to edit, 
we had to edit it out of the episode, and it sounded a little like. See, see, you want you you could do some you 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 could you 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 could you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Look, I'm not going to go into details on on what happened but sometimes your brain takes a shit and you can't figure out what you're trying to say and i, I heard that clip when no shame uh sent it and i was like it came out of my mouth i have no idea what the fuck i'm talking about right there <laughs> it was fucking gold yeah it was uh and th- i mean that's kind of the cool thing about doing this podcast is like uh and and tragic and i were kind of talking about it before um before we started recording is i i go back and i listen to these one of the main reasons I like to go back is to see what I did in that episode, what I could improve on. If you go back the last, you, you have, know, you all haven't of made the, a single adjustment the entire time we've been doing this. Yeah. What the fuck? What notes there has been very little, but <laughs> <laughs> but I've also realized I've also I've also realized that I say um about every other fucking word. So, I didn't realize how how much I said um and also how potty mouth I am sometimes when I don't even mean to be until I listen to an episode. I'm like, why am I cussing so much? That's what I'm called for. It's, well, it's, yeah. I, I it's, think it's, it's because of the comfort. Like, you talk how you're going to do when you're around your boys. You know, and that's kind of what we always aim for was, like, it's just a bunch of dudes sitting around talking about bikes, tits, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what what all three of our listeners like about the show. So, <laughs> Speaking of, speaking of... um. Mr. William Wallace, which I'm guessing is not the one from the movie Braveheart, he would like to know uh, the top 10 things to educate your woman about the culture. Shut the fuck up. Shut the <laughs> like, fuck up. He means, he, means, he means the woman, not you, Mr. Wallace. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's not, one through it's, 10. It's right not there. Shut the fuck up. And be respectful and shut the fuck up. It's really easy. And don't um, I, dudes, they're in the club. I like what Drifter said. He's like, that's one through ten. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Unless it's that chick that pissed Professor Blade off. Then she, she can shut all the way the fuck up. <laughs> then all of her fucking homies. Yeah. I, the best part of it, too, is that apparently it's a hog member. And I was like, fuck, those are real? Like, <laughs> Okay, so so that's number two. Um, don't let your woman join hog. That's number two. She's a bad bitch. <laughs> Fucking hog. She is not a part of the club. That's a bitch. Yeah. yeah. She's a guest. She is your, her man's guest to the club. Yeah. You know you what? Know, go, go listen to the episode where we brought on my wife. Make yeah. Her- and I think there's some, some great stuff in there. I think your wife gives a great, a great input from a, from a woman's perspective. And yeah. I mean, if you're looking for a top 10 that's not listed 1 through 10, I think she does, her and Tragic do do a great job. And, you know, I think it's hard for, for some women anyway in clubs and stuff like that. Like, I've seen it with, with the way some women are allowed to act in clubhouses of the same club, you know, but different houses, um, can differ greatly um and that's that's y'all's business but that can be that can be hard on a woman who's like well why is this bitch allowed to do this but i'm not allowed to do that we're not as jacked up as them i don't know don't fucking do it but yeah. but i can get where that's a little bit because they see other girls doing retarded stuff I'm like why can't i do that yeah well it's no different than you know when you see in fucking some dude being acting like an idiot and be like well 
I don't know, how come I can't go do that in our relationship? You know what I mean? It's, it's the same concept. Like, that's not our shit, and we hold ourselves to a higher standard, lady. Also, I, I have a brother. This actually just came up in a, in a conversation I have um, where he brought up, like, it's a club, and, and part of, like, the old saying is, like, MC stands for motorcycle club. It also stands for man's club. Like, I don't know. Don't have to bring her to fucking everything so you don't have these things fly flare up. Like, if you wanted to join a couple's, you know, retreat, go do that. But, it's, you know, the club thing is for you. I, I think that's, that's the, the biggest problem there is, like, if you feel that you're, like, you have to bring your girl to every single event, every single run, no matter what it is, except for church, and she has a problem with you when you don't, that's... Yeah. I hope you're not married, man, because that one of the one of those two relationships are gonna end. Either your relationship with her or your relationship with the club. Because that's you know, and I think I think it's hard too. Like you want uh, for most for a lot of clubs anyway, you have that good family aspect where your brothers are interacting with your family. Maybe at your house, barbecues, parks, picnics, birthdays, whatever. And then I think some some women want to carry that over to the clubhouse when maybe they 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 shouldn't. And I think, you know, I think it's a skill. For a woman and for the for the member, the teacher, like, hey, man, like what we do at barbecues or, or dinners or whatever is one thing. But if we're having a party and there's other clubs there, don't be doing some of this shit. And and it's a conversation. If you're not having that conversation, you're more wrong than she is. And I, I mean, I think it boils down to respect in the relationship. You know, if my I know my wife respects me. She knows I respect her. And she knows that I'm not going to go out and do the dumb shit that's going to jeopardize my relationship with her. And she also respects me enough to where if I want to go hang out with my friends, I want to go hang out with my brothers, whatever whatever it is. She knows that there's times where, baby, I love you, but I need a fucking break from you. Like, I'm, I'm going to go ride my motorcycle with my boys. I love you. I'll see you when I get back. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think also, too, one of it is the... You know, it's it's kind of a double standard. Like women, kind of at least in, from a lot of the ships that I've seen, where guys have an issue if they're in a club and she takes exception of it, she's like, "Well, where are you guys going? What are you doing? They're doing all that, right?" And then they act a certain way and they kind of get out of line. You see those kind of chicks. Would, would the dude do the same thing in front of if she, you know, she was around her girlfriends? He wouldn't sit there and act stupid and, and embarrass her in front of her friends. It's just, it's like you said, basic common sense respect. And the thing is, if you have a chick who's going to get you in trouble or it's embarrassing to have around, anyways, like that. Like, you already know it. So just don't bring her around at all so you don't have to deal with this whole conversation to begin with. Like yeah, she has to realize... I, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine living a life like that. <laughs> she has to realize that everything she says and does is a reflection on her old man. So if she's fucking up, guess who's going to answer to it? Not her. Nope. And I think some dudes, some dudes need to let their, their ladies know that that doesn't end... With how they act at the clubhouse, like 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 Drifter said, like that's a reflection on him. But even more so, if y'all are out in public and she thinks that because you're in a club or you're so and so or you're whatever, she starts bitching, bullying, whatever, to to just regular people at events or bars mm-hmm. or whatever, that's going to reflect poorly on you. And the community's small. That's probably going to get back to two brothers that that your old lady is just acting wild out in public. So, I mean, it's not just like when you leave the club out, okay, good job, babe. Like, she's got to know how to act and rep- represent you um, in the streets as well. Yeah, absolutely. 
So, I mean, it's it's not super complicated. Like, it's really simple. I think the guys that, in no disrespect to, to the listeners who have relationships that are a little bit more tricky, but it, it really comes down to just, like, setting a boundary with, like, hey, man, this is how you conduct yourself. And if she's, like, has a problem with it, well, then you have an old lady who's kind of a cut. So just fucking swap her in for a better one. <laughs> There's Dude, one other aspect. I 100% agree with Tragic, man. If you have to worry about everything that you say and do around your old lady, and you can't just be yourself, like, if you are a different person at home than you are around your club brothers, to an extent, I understand that, right? We cut a little more loose with, with just the boys, but... If you have to completely change who you are out of your home and in your home, maybe that's not the right chick to be with in the first place. Yeah. There's a, a, a lot of dudes that settle, you know, and, and they don't want to hear that, and they hold on to fucking the first vagina that lets them fucking bang them on a regular basis. Well, Papa Punk Rock told y'all motherfuckers to leave those crazy bitches and go find you a good woman that's going to love and support you in everything you do. Did you say Pop Punk Rock? Yeah, he Pop did. Pop Punk Rock. Come sit on my lap, baby. I got you. Come here, honey. We gonna have a talk. There's one other aspect of this for old ladies to remember. Your old man's tab is not your tab. Just because your old man is an officer doesn't make you an officer amongst the ladies. Stop that shit. You are a guest. And shut the fuck up. Yeah. I saw somewhere, I don't know what it was on or whatever, but they said... uh it's probably, it had to have been a military club, but they said motorcycle clubs don't have FRGs, which is for military's family readiness <laughs> groups. And there's always like you know like like, like you know like the the, um, the CO's wife or something like that thinks that because her husband's the the captain or the CO or the commander or whatever that she's in charge too. It's like you know motorcycle yeah. clubs don't have FRGs. Oh, for those that don't they know what do an not. FRG is, it's a it's a family readiness group. Um, basically it's a, it's a hen house for military people. Okay. Hey, so, so Mr. Wallace's, um, next thing that kind of dovetails with this was thoughts about being confronted in a bar, um, by civilians. Um, he said he thought this was just a couple of ideas that people don't really learn until they're kind of in and around and, and kind of, um, involved in the MC life. So, <sighs> And I think it's something that we've seen more and more, um, not necessarily bar confrontations per se. I mean, those are always there, but, you know, bars that don't want to deal with you or civilians at, at mixing with club guys and, and having a good opinion or bad opinion at biker events and things like that. I think because of the fact that everybody can pull out a cell phone nowadays, it's become you're seeing more of it than what you would in, in the old days. And my question to, to spin off of that would be for Drifter since he is old, but he's Shut also up. kind of <laughs> he's also a history nerd like me, and and so some of these good uh, let's talk about the bad some of these bars that don't want to deal with clubs <laughs> or civilians that have a negative opinion have we sort of done that to ourselves? Well, first of all, you got to be careful of the premise here. Because you're saying that, oh, things are bad, you know, they're not allowing us in bars. But you look at all those pictures from the 60s and even the 50s and 40s, all those fuckers are out in the field drinking because they couldn't stay in a hotel and they couldn't go to a bar. So I think it's actually gotten better. Unfortunately, uh, fucking Jerry has been leaning on bars to have liquor license, obviously, and, and saying they're going to lose their liquor license if they don't do this and that. So we're seeing a little bit of that, but really... And overall, I think it's gotten much better over the years. 
It's a good point. Good point. Yeah. I, I think Drifter's right about that. You think about it. Like, I mean, it's annoying when you, you go to a place and they're like a like a no no colors, you know what I mean? Um, kind of establishment, especially if they're one who like um it has a direct appeal to like bikers, you know, like they have like a lot of like bikes going there, they have bike a lot of bike parking, things like that. And then you go there and it's like no colors. At the same time, like you're just not going to go to those. I, I don't, I get the frustration. It bugs me. It bugs me, especially when um, places uh, flex on that rule, like let certain guys, but don't let other ones. Um, it should be, you know, you know, across the board. But at the same time, there's other businesses that are going to let you. So go to that one. You know what I mean? Also, yeah. if you are a riding association or a motorcycle association or RC and an establishment lets you in but not RCs and you go in there and spend your money, you're a fucking bitch. Like, don't do that. Like, if yes, it says no colors but they let you <laughs> in your vest on because it's an association, no, you should turn around and fucking leave. Like, don't do that. Don't spend your money in there. It's, it's I'm judging you. More than I'm judging that bar owner. Yeah, that's yeah. insult to at least, at least the bar owner has an excuse. You know, like like Jim was saying, they get threatened all the time with, "Hey, you know, we're we're not gonna we're we're gonna pull your liquor license, or we're gonna do A, B, and C to you." Okay, cool. But you walk in there with your fucking motorcycle association vest, like for what, dude? Like you just trying to pimp the civilians that are there? Like you know who the fuck I am? Be like, whoa, calm down there, buckaroo. Yeah, but I, I, I don't even there. There was my, my favorite bar in my hometown. It's called Pounders, and they once I uh, <laughs> yeah it was real, yeah real classy joint. Um, you would love the name Pounders, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Almost the same name as mine. Yeah, especially as uh you know that skull with the the queen's crown on it. You know, <laughs> I hope your I hope your homeboy listens to the show. Oh, but, I'm gonna listen to it now. Um, you know what? <laughs> but no, I, once once I found out that you know they weren't allowing you know once I got into the motorcycle club culture and they wouldn't let me in there even though I, like on first name basis with almost everybody that works there they know who I am They're like hey man you can't wear that way in here I just quit fucking going there it doesn't matter if I'm wearing my colors if I'm on my bike or not you're going to not yeah. accept me as long as I'm showing who I am to the world but like if I'm wearing just a regular T-shirt. Or a collared shirt, I can come in there and spend money at your bar. Fuck you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I've I've been asked. There's a, a place that I go to on a regular basis, um, and I'm not going to say names of them or anything like that. Uh, Throw on the bus, but they've asked uh, me before, like, do you have to wear that? You know, and I was like, they're like, if we if we asked you to not wear that anymore, you know, what would you do? And I was like, well, I just wouldn't come here anymore. You know, oh, this is who I am. You know, uh, I wouldn't take offense to it. I'll, I'll go somewhere else. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's what we thought. Okay. And they didn't ask me to take it off. It was the end of the situation because they didn't want to lose business because I spent a lot of money there. And the guys I go in with would spend a lot of money there. Look, and, and they said specifically that we're nice. We pay a lot. We, we take care of, you know, everybody we tip. You know, all the, the, the positive association with bikers. And they realized that green won out on that. You know what I mean? Money at the end of the day, they didn't want to lose it. And they asked, the reason they asked, though, they told me is because it, they thought it scares some of their other customers away. And to be frank, I was like, I've, I've seen it happen once or twice. I won't say that it hasn't happened. But in general, everybody knows it because we go there all the time and they're like, hey, you're cool dudes. So we don't scare anyone away. And 
I mean, I don't have statistics to back this up, but I would be 99.9% positive that the amount of incidents you occur from MC-related fights versus what your normal frat guy does on a thirsty Thursday is probably astronomically different in the favor of MCs. However, when we do get into those altercations, they make great news. Somebody's usually trying to write a fucking book about it. And they're going to, like Jim said, now all of a sudden it's on the news. So that bar is publicized in a negative light and their liquor license and, and other establishments are threatened. So it's like, you know, what's the, you know, yeah. So motorcycle clubs probably aren't creating the most problems on a day in and day out basis. But when they do, that's what everybody gravitates to. And it's, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. But like tragic said, we're probably, I mean, most of us, not all, but most of us have expensive motorcycles or motorcycles that aren't cheap. We have jobs, houses, families, kids that we're supporting. We have money to spend in your bar. If we're there, we probably have money to pay our bill. You're not, we're not nickel and diming for, for, you know, to, to pay for a beer or whatever. We spend money for the most part. Most bikers are respectful because we want to keep establishments open to us. So you're not going to have a conflict most of the time. But again, that doesn't sell books. The fight in front of the bar sells books. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't, I don't even think that it's, um, the, trying to keep the relationship there i think a lot of bikers um especially club dudes i think majority of them came up knowing what it's like to be hungry and being treated differently because of your situation so now that we're in the situation where we can afford nice things we can afford to go out and have beers with our friends and stuff like that we know that this this chick behind the bar is hustling her ass off on a friday night and Typically, we get taken care of. So we're like, hey, man, thank you for the great service, and the tip is going to reflect that. I th- I think that more often than not, bikers are just respectful fucking dudes because that's one of the foundation. That's one of the huge things in the foundation of our culture is respect. And, and yeah, I think you, if you, you bring ask up a really people, good point there. Go ahead. You bring up a really good point there because I know, at least in my club, and I've seen it in other clubs, if some guy he does the math wrong and the tip is not as good. You know, it's just good. It's not great. We'll clown his ass until he starts emptying his pockets. Well, so yeah. we are going to hook the staff up every time. Yeah. I mean, me personally, like my mother was a waitress, you know? Uh, and so, and I think a lot of people, you know, bikers tend to be like from blue collar backgrounds. Right. And so a lot of uh, mothers, you know, have either worked in like service industry, things like that, or your sisters or, you know, aunties, whatever, who the fuck. So you see that, you see what that's like. And so I feel like at least everybody I know, and I do, I won't lie, there's a couple of fucking cheapskates I know, you know, who who don't. Um, I have one who's like, I don't tip, it's not required. And like Drifter said, we clown the fucking shit out of him to the point of like, he tips well now all the time. Yeah, so that's good. Part of part of of homeboy's question here, though, is like, what about when you're confronted in a bar by civilians? I mean, you know, is there a point where you know today, because of the high profile, the extended enhancements on on sentences for for crimes and things like that, is there a point where you are letting a civilian get away with with more disrespect than maybe you would have in the past? Are we, you know, is there is there a defined line where it's like don't cross it or you're gonna get fucked up? I mean, is it just walk away when you can? Like, what's kind of the 
there's not really a protocol. I think it's situational for, you know, dealing with, with civilians in bars. That's every individual's thing. How would you handle it if you didn't have a patch on your back? That individual, like, that's an individual thing. Um, if you're, if, if the answer is different based on how you would handle it with a patch on your back versus just dressed, you know, as a normal civilian, it, 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 something's off right there. You know what I mean? Like, you should handle it across the board how you would handle it if you were just some normal dude and some guy was coming up and talking shit, if you are going to de-escalate it, or if you're going to whatever, like that's how you should handle it. If you're the kind of guy who's like, some guy starts talking shit and you're going to punch him in the mouth first thing, then that's how you should handle it. Like that's don't, you don't need to change it. I feel like, um, because that's kind of like changing who you are based on your audience. And I think, yeah, authentic of, of, of somebody to do that. But I think before you get into that situation, too, like, I think it's important, like, when you're bringing guys up, they're going to represent your patch, that if they have that strike first mentality, like, that can be a good thing. But also, let's pepper in some some discretion. Like, you know, you are representing us. And I know there was a guy that made a comment on a post uh, not too long ago that said, whatever happened to the good old days of you just only caring about your brothers and not everybody else and stuff like that. And I think, you know, there's definitely a point to that, but also that's that's the past and we have to evolve. And part of that is you can be strike first, but in the big picture, is it worth all of the extra stuff that might come on top of it? Because it's not just you anymore. It's not just a night in the drunk tank anymore. And that's why we've had to evolve. It's not that we care more about, about being nice to other people and, and stuff like that. Like he was implying, it's the fact that punishments have changed. So we have to change. I don't know if Joe drunk blow in a bar is worth me losing my cool over when it can not only cost me, but maybe somebody that shares a patch with me because we look identical or something like that. Like you have to be cognizant of these other issues before you just start cold cogging everybody. That's an asshole. Yeah. But I also feel like, I mean, I guess looking at it from a bit of a, a purist standpoint is that all that stuff, who you are, you know, that's already vetted through your process of getting into the club life. You know what I mean? So um, you should already kind of like, I, and I guess, yeah, I, I guess it's reasonable to ask the question, like what you should do, but at the same time, like you kind of should, I don't, I don't want to say like there's a stupid question because there's not, um, that's not what I'm saying, but you should kind of already have this under your belt. If you're already in a club, if this is asked from someone who's not in a club, I get that. But if you're in a club, like it would be weird to like, how should I handle this? If someone tries to punk me, cause I'm in a club, you know what I mean? That, that, I guess that's <laughs> yeah. Looking at it. But yeah, I just being obviously being reasonable, you know, obviously you're a man first always. Right. So handle it with dignity, but don't be a dick out there. And just fly off the handle just for no reason. I think there's a, it's and everything. There's different levels. Yeah. It depends on what it is. Like what it was a guy confronting him and he, he's like, Hey man, fucking gay vest. You know what I mean? Like, uh, or is he like coming up and going, Hey man, what's this all about? And asking questions, you know, don't turn around and fucking slap the shit out of him. You know what I mean? That's not an appropriate level of response. It's like, Hey man, how's your day going? Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe so I, I was looking at it too deeply. Well, I, no, have, I don't think I so. An example. So, everybody knows I'm in 13 Rebels. And I was standing at a bar one day, and a guy comes up behind me, and, you know, the patch says 13 on top and then Rebels. And he, he looks at a patch, and he comes up beside me, and he was a little drunk, so he sounded like an asshole in some points. But he says, well, which number are you? Like, I was one of the 13. So, at that point, 
because of his attitude, you know, I could have, I could have been a dick and just laid into him. But I said, well, you know, I, I just started educating him a little forcefully in my tone of voice, but at first, but I educated him. And by the time I was done and I told him, you know, where the 13 comes from, he felt like a dick for not knowing. And so that's how I handled it. And little do people know that turned out to become your brother Jumper. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Jumper's going to kick your ass, man. <laughs> yeah, in the context of it's a confrontation, because that's what it sounds like the question's asking, I mean, you should already know kind of, I feel like that's, you, I feel like you learn how to handle a confrontation usually before you're like 18 years old. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah you just know how you're going to handle stuff. And yeah, and I think, you know, it's on the, I think anyway, for me, it's on the club to educate that person that you're thinking about bringing around as a hang around, a prospect, whatever, mm-hmm. on how you, on how to, if they, if they need to grow or change a little bit and not just want to punch every civil drunk civilian in the face, that's on the club. That's not on that person. Like you need to be the mentor or the teacher to show them like, Hey, it's not worth tragic going down for you punching some guy in the face. So don't yep. do that unless you know, here's the, here's a line or whatever. Here's, here's kind of a established line that we follow or whatever the case is. Brother. Absolutely. I think that's what I was trying to say. You just said it a lot simpler than I did. Um, what about, okay. So he wants to know what to do when you're mud checked, I guess is what is a prospect. Well, I think he's referring to the, the, MC, the general kind of MC thing of kind of a test to see what you're all about, which can come in a lot of different forms. But I think, yeah, you know, you want to pass some money, but it's about being genuine. Like, what would you honestly do? And don't feed me some – if you know it's a mud check or you 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 queue into the game or whatever, don't feed me bullshit. Like, what would you honestly do? And then be yourself. What would you do in this situation? Yeah. Okay, so I got one for you. Uh, a mud check is just simply a check to see how you would handle a stressful situation. And at that point, you need to revert right to who you are. You're a man before you're a patch. You're a man before you're a prospect. So if some full patch is mud checking a prospect, that prospect needs to go, hey, wait a minute. I'm a man, but I'm also a prospect, so I need to, to weigh in what I'm going to do here and and do who you are. Yeah, I, I, that's 100% accurate, I think. Um, if I was giving advice to, to someone prospecting, you know, uh, who's asking that question, um, I would just say, like, take a second, collect yourself, because usually whatever it is, you know, is going to either piss you off or stress you out. It's supposed to stress you out or make you nervous, whatever it is the, the scenario is. But take a second to collect yourself. And then, like you said, follow through with what how you really feel about it. Don't bullshit it. There's a little bit of uh, navigating sometimes, right? You know, you have to figure out how to say something without fucking – coming off disrespectful if you're a prospect you know you know or coming off as a smart ass or whatever the situation is but you you're figuring that out as you prospect so just answer be a genuine answer it but don't don't cower and don't don't break under the stress of, of whatever it is because that's the whole test of it right that's what some of the stress test is for in any sort of like manufacturing or something when they stress something is to see if it's going to break or not yep I, are you good with that, Ken, or do you need to take your glasses off again? Sorry, we answered your question. <laughs> You're here to start the show and, like, say thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. Might as well. He's like, by the way, don't, don't forget to get your gangbang stickers at Gator Harley. <laughs> In Leesburg, Florida. 
You got you to gotta add that all, always in Leesburg, Florida. Have you have you ever had your uh, mud checked, punk rock? It's fucking daily, it seems like. But yes, yes, I have. Have you ever had it pushed in? I told the wife to come <laughs> You see, I'm in the Navy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, Dude, and I, you know what? Since it's so rare that we get Jim on a, on a podcast lately, I do want to say that we need to set up a time or, or whatever where we can get him in an actual like room with with equipment and do that um, Mount Rushmore of dude of uh, MC dudes again since it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, dude, something fucking it's happened. Gone. I I have no idea what happened. Um, I was I was asked about the episode. I said, dude, it's on fucking Spotify. You, you got to scroll all the way to the bottom. It's the first fucking one. And it's fucking gone. It's gone off of YouTube and Spotify. Did we get That's a one of my favorite ones. Well, I think the, the, the light here, the bright side to this, is that we now get to revisit Mount Rushmore, or Mount M. Seymour, with Tragic as part of the episode. You guys don't give a shit about history, so... Oh my God, that won't be conf- oh, yeah. that won't, that won't be confrontational. That tragic about a, a part of Mount Mount MC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a fucking okay. <laughs> I, just, I just won't call you for that one then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have no shame on <laughs> or silent. Dude, if silent, if, see, if we had no shame on silent, would end up on the Mount Seymour. He'd be like, yeah, dude. Didn't you like build the first motorcycle? Like you were at the Indian plant, right? Like it's a... well, Drifter's on mine, so he's on my. Aww. He just called you fucking old, bro. That's yeah, not what he, I he, gets to call you nice, old, but I'm a piece hey. of shit when hey, I do. I'll say the Mount Rushmore would never said anything about. It didn't say it had to be a historic figure, right? It was just the important figures, right? I okay, know, fine. Chin trying to start shit. See, like it. I was giving a compliment. You guys tried turning into shit talking. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Leave Dave out of this. He's innocent. I yeah. said off. I said off. Yeah. I'm just gonna put yeah. all. I put all ten of the. Uh, no, wait. Are we ten or eleven now? Jesus or Christ. Eleven. We had eleven. Eleven. Goddamn road yeah. jerk off the uh, the even number there. Um, yeah, I just put all the writers on my Mount Rushmore. There we go. He's, he's like, there are the nine writers of Road. I'm like, hey, bro, there's a, there's there's eleven. Like, yeah, I don't want to leave me off, and you suck too, punk rock. So you're off too. I have <laughs> to put myself in there also. Yeah. Hey, how oh. many, yeah, yeah. How can we deny the beard? You know, that how many uh, how many episodes are we at now? Fuck, dude. I think we're at like, like sixty something. And we have two more that are about to drop. So. Yeah, uh, that's probably the first. So that was our first one, and probably the last one that I took notes at, <laughs> or, yeah. or had notes for. Well, I think I think we we all had a little bit of notes for the second one, the movie one. That's yeah, my I, favorite I one. Come on until the. Uh, I think come on until the the writing one, like fate, like uh, routes and areas to ride. Yeah. Dude, you were the third one. Yeah. yeah. We did two episodes. We got you on. Yeah, there was two. We got you on for three for the road. And then, and then yeah. we got you on for the fourth one. And you're like, bro, like, <laughs> you're showing up every week anyway. Do you want to just do this forever? And you're like, fuck, no game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we are at. Uh... I don't like how he just got made to sound like a fucking idiot. Like, okay. <laughs> 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 That's the <impersonation. laughs> Jesus Christ. 
This fucking mouth breather. Tragic comes walking in. We just hear boom, 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 boom. Anyway, so we have 63 episodes up right now. And, and uh, well, by the time this airs, it'll be 64. Uh, we just I just posted the one we did with No Shame while he was at his national. We should have 65 then, right? We have one with Dirty? That one, uh, that's, that's what I'm saying, 64. Yeah, that's already posted. That gets posted tomorrow night. That'll be oh. 64. Wrong one I was thinking of. And then the one we're doing right now is 65. Okay. That's a fair. Remember, the guys over at the Motorcycle Profiling Project said that we had a fairly large body of, uh, I guess, work under us, if you want to call it that, um, and, considering and, the length of time that we've been around. And I was like, eh, I don't see how so, but I guess so, you know. In short, really, too, yeah. And that's including, so, like, two months hiatus, like, well, it's not like we like do like a real show where we have like producing and you know come of a context. We just log in and go, all right, well, how the fuck is this going to go today? <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody nobody really knew what we were going to talk about on this episode. Dave was just like, hey, y'all motherfuckers free in two and a half hours. We're like, no, I guess that's part of our that's part of our charm, though. Yeah, I like the, the fact that you use the the questions are sending. That's why I like when people do that. I feel like we've been getting less of that since we've been Facebook banned. Um, that we haven't been getting as many messages from people. Um, you know, and we look at the, what's the analytics page for the Facebook page? It's like, always like on a downtrend. We're down yeah. like 250%. Like, I had to, I had a moral conscience, like pull a fucking uh, good morning girl for a taco Tuesday because I saw that what I was going to put up and I was like, that's really pushing the fucking boundaries. And if we get another like, inappropriate content posted i was like i'm gonna extend this facebook ban like probably another three months you know that that must it basically porn if you're looking <laughs> at it going like i don't know man that's a little close because like you said that the last like six no, this weeks was, worth the taco tuesday girls and you're like oh this is a little i don't know this one dude this one was i mean I'll, I'll show it to you i'll send it to you um it's not so everybody knows i just take these off like instagram or whatever um and share them you know and if, if people want to link them to the models because i'm too lazy to fucking do that or if the models see it and someone you know we'll of course send the traffic there wait a minute uh, you, you mean you're not a professional photographer no man i just fucking screenshot a bunch of fucking pictures and go hey man here's some you know nice tna for the guys to see um oh, but man, this I one thought i, you I had back these... and looked at the page and it she didn't have it up anymore i was like oh that shit got yanked <laughs> <laughs> and i thought you had all these girls in your basement chained up or something well, there's a few that have done it uh, for us. Um, uh, my homegirl, Robin, uh, did it, and she also did some for uh, Bastard Sons and Supply Co. It's a fucking long name. Uh, she modeled some of the stuff for your for that page, too. Yeah, she sure did. Yeah. She sure did. And I'm definitely going to, whenever I send her, uh, whenever I start making G-strings, she's getting one. Awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what, about, uh, what about us? Are we getting some? I mean, if you want to, but you have to wear it backwards. Yeah. Hey, uh, just send him a are banana. Are you going to get? Are you going to get some oh, bastard oh, sun supply if you model gear? It. Are you going to get some some bastard sun supply gear in Gator Harley? No, no pressure to them. Yeah, no pressure, no pressure. Well, the, the here for the gangbang sticker should definitely be one of the decals that they have listed. Dude, here for the gangbang, we have uh, we have gangbanging for Jesus up now. Oh God, I like it. it. I love it. If if. Here for the gangbang and nice motherfucker get put up at the Harley dealership. I want some sort of commission. 
Oh, still no. be alive on the show. <laughs> <laughs> flat response. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah. 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 Hanging for Jesus sticker also. Yeah. I was all nervous about the fucking for Jesus sticker. And Dave, well, I think we were recording with um, Mercenary Motorcycle Company. And he's like, dude, just put up a fucking Instagram poll right now. Do it. Well, fuck yeah. it. Good episode. This is what I'm doing. And we were like halfway through, maybe 45 minutes. And by the end of the episode, it was like we had like 400 responses and there was like 10 no's. I was like, well, fuck. Well, how many of those have you sold though? A lot. Oh, there we go. Really? As long, wow. as, as long as people are buying them, if they say it, don't say put this out and then not buy it. <laughs> That's also, like, yeah. also, that that takes shit out of me. Yeah. Like of the ten of the ten no's, like three at least three or four of them were like joke no's. Yeah. You know, and same thing too with like uh the girls on that I post on the page. You know how we can go and look at like responses to posts and how it's doing. I pretty much every Taco Tuesday there's like at least a couple of unsubscribes from it, um, from our Facebook page. I'm pretty sure it's like women who are like, Oh, look at this, I'm gonna watch this and then like the next post is like about keep your woman in check and then here's this hoe. Like <laughs> <laughs> so my, I'll I'll, t- I'll I'll say this on uh, not live TV. The two top performing products I have are from are Dave's ideas. They're, it's the, the nice the nice motherfucker trucker, right? I, I'm pretty happy with that one. And fucking for Jesus. Yeah. All right. Fucking for Jesus. Is that a shirt? Are also? you going to have some? No, slack? no. I, I will I will draw the line somewhere on the fucking for Jesus. Are you going to have some slap stickers that Drifter and I can take with us? Yeah, we need them. The fucking for Jesus stickers are slap stickers. I don't know. BS, Bastard Sons, whatever. Just Are you going to have slap stickers? Yeah, I can do that. Sure. I feel like Drifter and I... I put up the gang for Jesus stickers this morning, and I've already sold a couple. (laughs) No, no, no. Is this gang no, bang? We're past or? that. We're past that. Now we're focused on, are you going to give Drifter and I some slap stickers we can hand out to folks? I can. Oh, on, while you guys do the uh, the ride out? Yeah. Yeah. I can. We got to give them something. They're letting us into the clubhouses and talking to us. We got to give them something. Well, hand yeah. Something. So I want to see you stop at uh, Disciple Christian Motorcycle Club's house. And fucking for Jesus shirts for everybody. Yeah. And just leave like a stack of gang banging for Jesus stickers on it. Oh my god. If you create a t shirt that says gang banging for Jesus, I will present it to those soldiers for Christ dudes. <laughs> just right here. I will fucking wear it to their clubhouse. Oh my god. Is it is this, is the decal say gang banging for Jesus? Because this can have two different connotations depending on where <laughs> So, okay, so you're you're at. fucking for Jesus, right? Yeah, there you go. All right. And then... Okay. It could be look like gangbanging for Jesus. Gangbanging for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that one could easily be uh, taken. You need like a, some art with like Jesus with like some like a hoe under each arm. <laughs> Or can you do the one with like like the monkeys, but it's Jesus, where he's like, <laughs> no, 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 doing it this way so the holes in his hands he can still see. Can't <laughs> oh, get too many ideas on the air. Someone else is gonna come out with it. 
Yeah. It wouldn't oh, be the first time you've ever Stop giving away your good ideas. Sons will come out with a gang banging for Jesus, sir. So, and I have our, um, I have our route for Drifter, and I. I'll post it here. I don't want to post it too soon. I'm not. I'm obviously. I'm not going to do like turn by turn route. But I mean, the basic line that we're going is is easy enough for people to see. So I'll post that one of these days, and then if dudes want to come out and get a, a slap sticker or buy Drifter and I food and beer, we're not going to turn that down. Hell tell no, me, we're tell poor. Tell me you diverted it from Dev Valley. Tell me you you dropped that insane idea. No. God, I'm a fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> it was like 130 degrees there or something the other yeah. day. Well, have you ever done it on DMT? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm going to. Just like how serious he was. Like, well. <laughs> then you don't need me there. There's going to be like five of you there. <laughs> uh, not me. Four, four of you. <laughs> So, um, Tragic, I'm going to give you my dad's phone number. So when they're coming through and Dave's high as fuck on DMT, you can use his truck to help go get Dave while he's tripping balls out in the desert. I'm not that is, I mean, you know, obviously Drifter's going to be there. <laughs> he's, and I just, be there. No, he's just going to have to fucking die. <laughs> and there shall he lay. I'm just saying, like. Like maybe like so I sent Drifter this thing I was watching I've been watching like a ton of shows on like motorcycle like camping and Death Valley and stuff and there was oh, like one of like this dude I that know. set up he set up camp on like a picnic table and I was like dude that's what I want to do and Drifter's like you can go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely you should get a meme where it's a, a picture of uh, Andar in the desert and they put the Dolph Lundgren if he dies he dies under it <laughs> <laughs> just with, like. He's got like a like a, like a baggy of shrooms. Oh god, I don't know. That sounds, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. I would not want to be on hallucinogens in 130 degree weather. It'll be I cold at night. I want to I want to do it at it's night. Be cold. You're gonna it's gonna be like 110 at fucking midnight. Dude, yeah, it's <laughs> called Death Valley, not Happy Fun Time Free Blowjob Valley. Yeah, that's what I said. It's in the fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you picked like the second hottest month of their year to go. Yeah, that's it. Wasn't my idea. That's you when mean, our nationals is, and I figured, fuck it, I'm out there anyway. Imagine if your bike breaks down in fucking Death Valley. What a fucking nightmare that would be. Yeah, man, it, it should be too hot to work on. Like, yeah. man, it's been sitting there for three hours and I still can't touch it. Yeah, man. It will automatically overheat. It's because the sun fucking hates you. That's why. If a bunch of Mormons can make it, I can make it. Yeah, but how many of them died in the process? Yeah, well, that's because that's because they weren't fucking for Jesus. That's true. Yeah, yeah, they were. Gay. You don't know that they had multiple wives. They were fucking for somebody. <laughs> yeah, say, wait a minute, Joseph <laughs> Smith. They weren't fucking for Jesus. <laughs> they, they were fucking for Joseph Smith. They weren't gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, if if Brigham Young can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Stop in Salt Lake City and hand some of those out. I'll be in Hollister waiting on you to get out of Death Valley. How about that? I'll be at Johnny's. So how about say- instead of going through Death Valley, you just don't? No, I'm going. <laughs> now, if nobody wants to go with me, that's fine. But I'm going. And if I have to, I understand that I'm probably going to have to get up at like 
three in the morning to like make it through at an acceptable at a halfway acceptable temperature. I get that. I'm still doing it. Like if I got to suffer one day of like no sleep to make this happen, it's happening. No, you're, you're gonna have to cut one day short or only do a short jump that one day, and then go to sleep at like three in the afternoon in a hotel room that has AC, and then get up at like nine thirty at night to make that travel. And you're also putting them in the shit predicament of like, hey, you don't have to come with me, but. Which means they have to go with you. Yeah, like, yeah, because because then you're the asshole if you don't go shit. with them, and he's breaks down. I'm not no. shit-eating grin he has. He knows that. I said that. I'm just saying, what, so if you decided to to go around and I successfully oh, go shut through. up, Dave. You know that's not going to happen. You're going to drag my ass out to Death Valley, and I'm going to fucking die, and then I'm going to haunt your ass until you fucking die. Yeah, you know how the heat works on old people. Shut up! What? I thought those new Indians had AC. No, those new Indians have a catalytic converter on the side that'll heat your leg right off. It melts your fucking shoes. Jim's gonna stop halfway through and be like, I don't have enough Geritol for this. (laughs) I don't, goddammit. Yeah. I mean, it sounds romantic, and I I understand why uh, Dave wants to do it, because, you know, he's a, a very romanticizes the life obviously kind of guy but uh yeah fuck that shit there's like not even a little scene dave i love you man but like same scene all the way through it's the same fucking scenery all the way through it's a fucking bowl it's not even cool looking it still just looks like the rest of the mojave desert it looks amazing like we have like what am i gonna do here i'm gonna like go into the woods and go bow hunting and like go ice fishing like that's cool but now, like, there's, like, there's literally mountains. Like, you can go to, like, Mount Charleston in Nevada, which is, like, the highest point in Nevada. And then, like, an hour and a half later, you're in Death Valley. We don't have that here. Dude, I love you, but, like, you know, nope. you, I know you, you were, I don't want to say complaining, but you were uh, commenting on how fucking disrespectful it is down here. And I understand Death Valley is a dry heat. You can't compare. You cannot. It's still a lot of fucking. It's still gross. Yeah, but the humidity in Florida like sits on you like a fat girl. Oh fuck that! I'm just gonna die. I just know it. I'm gonna fucking it die. Does man. Jacksonville has its own sun? What's like, the internal temperature of meat that it's supposed to meet up to in order for it to be safe to serve? That's the temperature that you're gonna fucking be in. Like, it's- yeah. <laughs> Did you? I saw that they almost broke their their world record. They came like within a degree. Yeah, it was like 100. I think like 30 degrees. Yeah. And 131 is like yeah. the suppose you know whatever. That's I've been in 126, and that was fucking miserable, unbelievably miserable. Like it's like hey, standing if, in an oven. Yeah, hey, it, Jim. You know what, Jim? If that's fine. If you don't want to. Hold uphold Swick's honor when there's Navy SEALs running ultra marathons in August through Death Valley. That's fine. That's fine. You guys just need to make sure he has a hangover the day before. His mind's gonna change. You're gonna be like, you know what? We'll get it on the way back. I don't hear David Goggins or whatever his name and complaining when he's running 130 miles through the through Death Valley in August. But you want to complain? On I two hope broken you don't ankles, think that has any effect on me. I hope hey. you don't think that has any effect on me, dude. I don't give I don't a fuck. It, I don't think it does. I'm just now learning why Buds is obviously longer. 
<laughs> oh shit! Oh, Dave, let's go to the pool and see what happens. <laughs> what? What? You're buoyant like the boat. That's not fair. <laughs> you know what? Punk rock, bring your ass to the pool too. Hey, he's hey, buoyant. Hey, he's cool, buoyant too. Hey, just call me chunk rock, baby. It's all right. I'm buoyant too, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I can't wait until. Like punk rock and drifter in the same room, and punk rock just does one of his naturally like just instantaneous like blast something, and drifter just suddenly starts drowning him. <laughs> no, it could it's, happen. it's, it's happened. It's happened. Bet- except he started drowning me in beer, and then he expected me to get on his motorcycle and operate it safely home. And you did. You did a good job. I appreciate that. I remember most of that ride home. Yeah. <laughs> There was that one spot where we got like turned around. We were like, "Oh shit, I think I think that was our turn." I'm like, dude, don't look at me. I don't live here. <laughs> this is my well, first That's time my here. daily life, dude. That's my <laughs> daily life. So, which states are you guys going through though? You guys locked <laughs> that Yeah, so uh I'm going to I'm going to start in Sioux Falls, Iowa. Um we got a guy I won't um any details yet, but I got a guy out there who's yeah, going to do a little interview and nothing major. Like we said, we wanted like three to five minutes about like whatever you are comfortable talking about um, that we can kind of edit into good stuff. Um, and then from there, I think same day, I'll go probably that Saturday night or whatever to Kansas City, um, stay over in Kansas City. We got a couple of people that we're trying to network with in, in Kansas City that that Drifter and I already knew, um, friends of ours. And then from Kansas City, I think that Sunday, we're going to try and make it um, almost all the way through Kansas. We're going to try and make it to, like, I don't know, uh, west of, like, Dodge City or something. I just want to see Dodge City because um, I'm a fan of Westerns. And then uh, we're going to come up through, like, Colorado, Utah. And then I think, like, decide if we want to go, like, down and see any Route 66 or if we want to see, like, the Grand Canyon or if we want to keep going more north so we don't overheat <laughs> before we get to um, – and then drop down into Vegas. So I think, like, once we're, like – west of like can't dodge city kansas we'll say then we'll figure out kind of more or, or once we're west of like colorado then we'll figure out kind of what we're doing but i think we're going to do like through kansas into colorado and then either kind of stay on that track or drop down i don't know i don't know yet you guys figured out how many days you're going to be on the road 10 i think right 10 well i think like yeah. nine to the turnaround and then maybe like two or three days to get home so 10 to 12 oh yeah and is uh you making like, it what, like, like Ken's over there like his 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 uh Google Maps like yeah no I just I no it, sorry are you, are you gonna fly into Vegas I'm gonna put leave in yeah let me see and if that fucking uh, proof and I'm then from Vegas I'm I gonna mean, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to fly to Vegas um obviously I'm gonna wait till the leave comes back but to buy a ticket but. I submitted the leave twice for the ride, and it got denied. But, like, thinking about it, dude, like, that's probably a good thing because I'm going to be, like, three weeks out from my shoulder surgery by the time we would leave. So. And then I think, you know, maybe what? I think maybe we said, like, two days in Vegas just to hang out with everybody and re- and recover and then do some riding around that area because that's obviously, you know, we can go to the Hoover Dam or, or go through Area 51 or, or whatever we want to do, hang out with the guys, go see Chris's place. Um, and then from there we'll break off and go, 
from there we'll break off and go um either north and come down into hollister like go north and come down or come south and then come up and break off from from like hollister but uh, i'd like to see like um you know kind of where some of this stuff started like where jim's club where they had an old racetrack um you know i'd like to see some of the historic stuff like the pasadena motorcycle club I'd like to see like San Bernardino where, you know, guys were racing big, you know, where Vinyl Willie raced Big Bear uh, in Bakersfield and things like that. Like maybe things that people don't get excited about in 2021, but that were really cool in like the 1930s, 40s and 50s. And I'm not saying those places suck now. I'm just saying like some people might be like, why do you want to go to Bakersfield? And I'd be like, well, because in 1940, this happened. Yeah, I can guarantee you there's nobody excited to go to Bakersfield other than <laughs> <laughs> but, that be but that would be like a Hollister. that would be like a, a pass through for like you know to see like professor blade or, or or to go to ventura or something like that and then and then up to hollister it's not like we're gonna like spend two days roaming around san bernardino looking for racetracks that are now grocery stores so yeah. i will tell you right now ventura also sucks because they don't put french fries in their burritos <laughs> There's places they do, just just not widespread. <laughs> okay, so so you know some some culture is coming into Ventura. I love hearing that. Guess some class suck, and some quality food is making its way north. Oh, you fucking said. How are we going to get food all the way out there? You uh, said quality food. How are Texas all the way out there? You can't hear me. No. See, and that is why we needed this sponsorship so we can get Jim out of his car, back into his house. I have no idea what he just said. No. You have to restate. No, it, was, it, was, it was very much, well, yeah. <laughs> well, tell the fat chick to get off of me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> is that is that why your laptop's doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he said something about the Alamo and Santa Ana. I don't. I don't know something. There's like some weird something about why he was training Santa Claus. Oh, I, I don't. Santa suck it. Anyway, you were talking about quality food, and I said, "How are you going to get Tex-Mex all the way in California?" Okay, first off, Tex-Mex is <laughs> Here it fucking comes. gross. All right, I will eat tragic Mexican food. Before Tex-Mex, because that dude, I wouldn't feed Tex-Mex to my fucking dogs. That shit is so fucking disgusting. Yeah, but outside for your dogs. What's that? All I heard was dogs. Yeah. You don't want to say it again. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I need a microphone. All right, well, I think that's all we got for tonight, so why don't you close this out before his, his connection gets even worse? Wait, oh, do we have any more questions from the uh, – uh, fuck, I don't remember his name. No. The guy reading questions off of Those were the only two? Yeah, because I got I to gotta go pee. And what was his name again? Uh, Mel Gibson. Uh, William Wallace. William Wallace. William Wallace, thank you so much, man. It was uh, it was actually really cool. And like Tragic said, we really do enjoy it when, when we have people um, writing in – um, giving us a little bit of help for a topic with the show. Some sort of structure. Yeah, it, it, it really does kind of provide a little bit of structure. And uh, we just appreciate all the all the support, just like, you know, I say every other motherfucking episode. 
we really do appreciate all the love and support, guys. Um, and I hope that in the coming weeks we can start working on providing a uh, better product for for everybody that has been here for this long and hung out with us. This is uh, this is still kind of surreal for me. And hey, was that direct? I was that was directed at me. Fuck off. Wow, <laughs> that was fucking. That was delayed. All right, so hey, we're gonna go ahead and get Jim to bed. It seems that his sundowners is kicking in real, real strong. So thank you guys so much, and then we'll we'll catch you guys next week with another episode of uh, Jim screaming at random points in time. Go for